My name is Steve Garnett. I'm Aaron Kelly. And I'm Jimmy 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 Grills. Alright, welcome to uh, Giant Size Man Things. Probably the most popular location where pelicans come for refreshments. <laughs> now, every time we have to clear the room of all the pelicans in here every time. And I, it's really I frustrating. That, I also think we're the only podcast in the Tri-Cities, too. Yeah, I think we might be. The best po- t- podcast yeah, in the Tri-Cities, that's yeah. us. We're the top of the food chain. In the Tri-Cities. By default. <laughs> but that gets you bragging rights. Like, you know, in a year from now, if somebody's like handing you a flyer to the podcast, you're like, you know what, buddy? I already have you beat. That's you're true. You're second already. You're already number two. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> uh, the poop joke. Yeah. All right, cool. Where are we at? Uh, you want to do picks of the week first? Yeah. Cool. I yeah. like to pick things weekly. Big things weekly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a huge Mark Miller fan. Most people know, so uh, I looked forward to Chrononauts, and there was a lot of good books come that that was released this week. But Chrononauts issue one uh, was my pick. If you're not familiar, it's about these two guys who invent this technology, and they first test it with uh, they send it, it's more or less like a satellite that they send back in time. And it shows you a live feed of uh, when they do a test. It's the Civil War going on. Is there any fish meat involved? There's no fish meat. Uh-huh. But then they pretty much take that technology, and they're going to go back in time to when Columbus first landed on America. And, of course, things go a bit screwy. And, you know, it doesn't work out as planned. But uh, great writing. The art's pretty good. I like the two characters. I did, uh, too. Yeah, the, the way they have these two characters written up is... Uh, it's pretty nice. Uh, Miller had already said before that it was going to be toned down. You know, it's not going to be like a vulgar, bloody yeah stuff like most of his uh, his books are. But uh, it was a really great read, and I can't wait for issue two, which will probably be out in one year. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually I, I'm I'm excited to read the book. I've got I didn't pick my stuff up until Friday, so I'm not had time to read hardly anything yet. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely checking that one out. Picked up, a, actually picked up a couple of copies of it. And weren't you telling me earlier that it's already been picked up for a film? It's been optioned. It's been optioned, optioned but okay. you know, every Miller thing is. Yeah. I mean, the rights to all of his movies have been picked up, and they actually have been. Uh, what Kickass One and Twos came out, Wanted's came out, uh, Kingsman, and oh, ne- Nemesis is actually they're actually in production on Nemesis. So I mean, you know, it's not going to shock me. You may see it. It may be the next thing. It may be. I know Starlight is also coming, yeah. so I mean, it's just a matter of time that you'll see it. Oh, man, um, I had forgotten about that Wanted movie. That was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was maybe one of the worst. It was definitely the worst comic book ever. It definitely, yeah. It wasn't a good a- adaptation. Um, yeah. But you know, what are you gonna do? Eh. He probably got rich off of it. I'm sure he so. did. <laughs> but you can not win them all. No, that's true. It seems like nowadays, every time a new comic book comes out, it gets optioned for a film. Oh, yeah. just It's like, well, uh, that might be awesome. Let's go ahead and option it. Just in case, <laughs> in case, so nobody else can get it. It's just that he's Because we haven't had an original idea in many, many years. Uh, let's go ahead and option uh, comic books. Yeah. Uh, picks of the week. What's your picks? My, I think I'm going to go with Invisible Republic. Uh, I don't remember who wrote it off the top of my head right now. Do you guys know? Uh, I can tell you if you hang on just a second. You got one in there? I've got one in this book. All right. Man, the art in this book is really cool. I love the art. Gabriel Hardman. And the, the art is actually really cool. The art's awesome. Uh, this this book kind of goes back and forth between basically, like I'm not, I don't want to give it away or anything, 
because def, it's definitely worth the read. But this it's this guy's reading a letter and then it's showing what he's reading in the letter, kind of. Uh, it's really good though. Um, I'm curious to see where the comic goes from here. It is a number one, Invisible Republic number one. So I'll keep my eye on that son of a gun. <laughs> it wasn't as dark and as gothic. As Batman sixty six, that's what I would have preferred, but it's still good. You know, I I, I don't know. Uh, is this a li- uh, a mini series or is it? Like, I have no I, idea. I don't think there was any announcement on it. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Uh, I, I really wish they would start just deciding that because you know. But as much as I bitched about this, there have been several series in the past that were. Oh yeah. Like, like, oh, it's a mini series, and then you know it's selling like hell. Yeah. Like, oh, let's just have it be an ongoing. And not tell anybody. Like, and and I and I kind of don't like when they do that because when you have a series that's planned to be like six issues, yeah. and then you can take it further than that. The story usually probably. The, it's, the, a lot of times the story suffers because they're obviously just doing it to push it forward. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work as well because it's clear that the story was intended to be yeah. like six issues or yeah, whatever. Two issues and done. And then shit, it's all just so the the big wigs, the comic companies, can just sit back and eat steak, vodka, and caviar. And that's pretty much what it's about. A really good prime example is the... Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be six issues, and I think the last one I picked up was like issue nine, and I'm yep. like, this was supposed to be over three months ago. Yeah. And it's what it is. They get sales. They see it sales. People's going to do it. Well, and, yeah. And, you know, I mean, that that book was really good at the beginning. You yeah. know, I, that was one of the books when I read it. Like, I read the first issue, and, man, I could hear Jack Burton talking. You know, it's a, a, a Kurt Russell's character. Yeah. You know, in the, yeah. in, the, in the movies, like it, it, it was almost like you know he he was reading the book to me, which was awesome. But you know, that can only go on for so long. It's not that's not that's not a that's not the kind of story that can just keep going. You know, it, they should have done miniseries with that. Mm-hmm. And we were mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. we were talking about Oni Press as the bunker earlier. That Oni Press, yeah, that was the same. That was the same deal with that. It was supposed to be a few issues. And but but the guy that's writing it decided that he wanted to instead of breaking it up just just keep on writing, you know. So a little bit different deal there. But you know, good book all the same. Nice. Um, cool. Did you have a pick? I do. I do have a pick. Uh, my pick this week is uh, Moon Knight number thirteen, uh, which is uh, it's the first issue under a new writer, Colin Bunn. Okay. And uh, I've read some stuff by him. Yeah. Uh, it, it was actually I I I was a little leery, you know, because the. Just because of the character and the way he's been handled in the past, yeah. But this issue was really good. You know, I mean, they're they're really sticking with the idea that Moon Knight is kind of a supernatural version of Batman. You okay. know, there's, there's a lot of ghost stories and stuff going on, and it's got a little bit of a horror aspect. It's not as dark and as gothic as Batman '66, and that's the main reason I don't read it. Oh, I understand. I mean, you know, Batman '66 is really dark. You know, I mean, it's it's so dark that but you know Adam West and Burt Ward didn't want to have anything to do with it. I'm surprised they came up with enough money to pay him to do it. Honestly, yeah. Well, almost to see people actually doing that on camera, <laughs> it kind of blew. It changed everything for me as a Batman fan. Uh, but uh, on on the topic of Moon Knight, though, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm curious. That's all right. I'm curious because it's looking like this book is not going to get canceled when they go to Secret Wars, and it might not be a part of Secret Wars. Interesting. I've I've wondered with a couple other books what they're going to do. You know, and speaking of Secret Wars, you know, we were talking about this news report that's flying all over Facebook and the internet where it's talking about Marvel canceling 33 titles. People are conjecturing that they're going out of business. No, they're writing those series into Secret Wars. 
They're not right. canceling 33 books. Those 33 books are becoming other books. Right. <laughs> so and we'll see, obviously, when Secret Wars happens and is over with where we're going to go from there. Yes. But it's not like there's not going to be an amazing Spider-Man. But there's right. not going to be a... It's not like Spider-Man's gone and they're canceled the book. It's not like Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be canceled. Like Jimmy just said, all of these... Comics are being written into parts in Secret Wars. For example, if you're reading Black Vortex right now, which is, involves the Guardians of the Galaxy and the legendary Star-Lord comic and like a couple others, yeah. it's it, that comic specifically I know is, is leading into uh, the the Kitty Pride and Star-Lord Secret Wars book. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to see a lot of stuff like that. Obviously, the Spider-Verse book is definitely connected with all these Spider-Man spin-off characters like Spider-Gwen and... Right, Spider Man. That, that, and too, there are some series that are coming to an end. You know, I mean, yes. whether or not it's going to have anything to do with Secret Wars or bad sales. And I hate to say this, Iron Fist, the uh, Iron Fist, the Living Weapon, which I think is one of the best. It's the best Iron Fist comic that's ever been written. But does this mean the end of Iron Fist? Surely not. I mean, no. because there's going to be a Netflix series. I'm not going to do that. Right, and they'll, they might, they'll, they they'll just, give him another book. Yeah, they'll just cap it right now, and then when the series starts, they'll throw another book out there. You know, so people have a nice jumping on point. Right. Which, uh, honestly, but, I think with the way how comics are nowadays, like, I understand why people will get upset that they don't number comics up if, like, into the 300th issue and stuff. Seems They don't seem to do that anymore these days. But I think that's a good thing because it it, it gives them new fans a chance to jump in at certain points. Right. Like when you go to a comic book shop nowadays, there's always a number one of something coming yeah. out. And you can just pick up right there. Or, you know, if you see something you want to read, maybe it's only ten issues in. It's not hard to put it together. Right. Right. But, like, I would hate to have came into comics at a time where, like, Spider-Man 600 was out. And I was like, how am I supposed to read all this? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like be like me trying to put a full run of that together. Because there's something about those numbers that makes you want to start at number one. Even though the Spider-Man story is connected to all the Spider-Man stuff that's right. happened, starting with the new issue at number one, it feels like you're starting at a new beginning. Yeah, and it kind of fills you in on everything that's been going on anyway. Yeah, and that's why and that's good. Of, that's why a lot of companies use the season, what they call the seasonal format. Where every they'll, they'll run a book 12, 16, 18, 24 months, and then there's another, they'll, they'll do what they call their next season, you know, so it's starting at another number one, so right. that if new people are coming in, they have a place to start. And for people who like to complain about stuff on the internet, let me just say, just because something is starting again at number one does not mean that it is a reboot. Right. That is not a reboot. So don't freak out that everything's getting rebooted. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Like, I've heard a lot of people say with Secret Wars that all these characters' histories aren't going to matter anymore. But they do to that specific character. If yeah. they're in Secret Wars and they're there and they come out of it, their past and history is still the same. Even if it didn't take place in this new world. Right. You know? Right. And, then you know, we're going to talk about people and make uh, people and opinions on the internet in a few minutes when we get to the Batgirl. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about something that uh, I'm pretty excited about. Uh, Chuck Palahniuk has, uh, anyway, someone opted to make his fifth novel, Lullaby, into a uh, a movie, and uh, Palahniuk is actually going to co-write this screenplay, which is the first time because uh, 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 Fight Club, of course, was a big movie, and then he had a uh, Choke was also a movie. Right. This is the first time that Palahniuk has actually he's in on writing a film. Um, for those not familiar with Lullaby... Oh, I love those songs. 
It's very personal to Polnick because, uh, for those not aware, like in the late 90s, his father was dating this woman in Idaho, and the the woman had just put her ex-husband in jail due to um, abuse. Right. So this ex-husband was like, I will kill you the day I get out of jail. Well, he got out of jail, stalked Polnick's father and his girlfriend, and murdered them both. So Polnick wrote this story to try to help cope with the de- you know the death of his father. Uh, for those not aware of the actual story, it is about this news reporter who uh, gets this book called uh, like Poems and Short Stories from Around the World, and there's this like uh, lullaby, you know, like to put your kids to sleep that was from South Africa, and he like reads it, you know, to his uh, kid while his kid's going to bed, and his kid and his wife are dead, and it turns out that like this this thing, this little poem. You can say it, and whoever you say it to will die. And it gets to the point where you can like just think it in your head and look at somebody. I'm going to learn this poem, and they die. So he, you know, gets with some people to try to figure out what the hell is going on with this poem and why is it killing people. Um, I'm really excited. It's a really good novel. And and this is going to be a movie. And it's going to be a movie. Um, cool. And well, I don't know if I want to go see it now. I might die. It does make me wonder. <laughs> I've got to ask you a question while we're on the topic of old Chuck. Okay. What? Does Chuck Palahniuk say when you tell him a good joke? I don't know. Chuck Palahniuk. Oh my god. Oh. But uh, yeah, he wrote Lullaby for the death of coming with the death of his father, and then he wrote uh, I think it was Damned uh, over the death of his mother. So he's you know he he writes to cope. But uh, so huh. the, this the story is very. It's healthy though. Yeah, the story, that's a healthy coping. It's very personal. We had uh, Patrick. He was on our show like episode six, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is his favorite Polonic book. There's a few other people. This is their favorite Polonic book. So uh, it's a really good one. People should read it. Oh, well, well, it's about time. Good. That's what I say. It's about time. It's about time. Hey, well, actually, Chrononauts is about time. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Hey, Palonic's got a lot of stuff going on right now with that. You know, between that and the the, the release of Fight Club Two, which I'm looking forward to. Dark Horse Comics because Palinuk is actually involved on the writing end of that. Yeah. You know, instead of just well, I'll license it to you, you know. That little preview that came out in the in the the Diamond Previews magazine. Of Fight Club Two? Yeah. Which just so everybody knows that some comic shops or stores that carry comics, you can still find lying around if you want to, like a printed preview of Fight Club Two. Yes. I got my hands on one. Yeah. Yeah. uh, my personal favorite Polynesian book is one called Rant, and it has been uh, picked up to be a movie starring James Franco. Yeah, um, and it's in very early stages. Well, so, not watching so that. And that you know that is one. As much as I love that book, I'm like, man, that that will be hard because there's so. I mean, there's time travel in that book, and it gets crazy. Um, you know, a lot of time travel good. stuff these days. Yeah. there's a book coming out called Pastaways here soon. That it sounds strangely familiar to the plot of Chrononauts, kind of. Oh, I thought that was a sequel to the movie Castaway. No, that would be um, hilarious. That, I, would, I would, I would have loved to have read that, that comic learned, book. That'd be hilarious. You learned really in that FedEx box was a time machine that small. <laughs> Son of a bitch! That would have been fantastic. You're gonna have spinoffs like The Adventures of Wilson, just floating around the ocean <laughs> where he got left. Like, man, that, this sucks. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's really happy. He's getting to he's getting to see the world. It's just really slow and wet. You know, just imagine, 
if it was like a one-use time machine and he was like, man, do I want to go back and never get on that plane or do I want to go back and save Wilson? I wonder which one he would yeah. pick. And he saves I, Wilson. I, I, well, and, I'm sorry. I'm going to guarantee you that he's going to he's going to choose to go back and go to the fucking dentist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that choose. part. That was brutal. Like you got one time to use this and then this machine explodes after you use it. So what do you pick? You know? It's like you go, I back, would you pick, go back and get your teeth fixed and then you don't get on the goddamn plane either. I would, <laughs> I would pick to go back and not get on the plane, but I would like to see him pick go back and save Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson! I think he could go back, go to the plane, get the Wilson package, and then never get on the plane and then happily ever after. You, you know? But it's not the same Wilson. doesn't have his blood face on us. Well, maybe he would know, though, to, to do that. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. We'll have to see in the Castaway sequel in our dreams. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Castaways, though, because that, 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 it's weird that they, that they did it, but the, the, that, that storyline and those characters have already been introduced in, I think, uh, issue 119 or 120 of Dark Horse Presents. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the issue before the Hellboy story. Uh, the past, the the passed away story like that. There's a there's a passed away story in that issue of Dark Horse. They're like being watched on television, right? <coughs> I don't know. I'm pretty it, sure. So I could be getting confused. So don't quote me on this. But yeah. I'm wanting to say that passed away is about these guys who are traveling time, and they're being watched by their superiors the whole time with what they're doing, which is kind of what's happening in Corona, not yeah. sort of. Well, you know, and you're right. There are, there are right, right now in comics, there seems to be a lot of time travel shit happening, you know, because so, we've got the past ways, all this stuff that we're talking about. The, the, the hey, book that's, what I, that's what I was really getting That is a really good book. Yeah, I was I was pretty impressed with that book. Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, 8 <laughs> yeah, is really good. Yeah, I was I was I was pretty impressed with that book too. You know, I, I had I went back and reread it. I don't know what happened if I got distracted or something and skipped a couple of pages. I enjoyed it a whole lot more when I reread it than I did the first time. So, have you read both issues? No. Okay, I have not. I'm 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 reworking my list right now, so I don't know if I'm going to pick it up or not. So you sure? It's I mean it's only like an eight part series. I mean you know. Oh well, if it's a mini series, yeah, it's just probably get it. Um. So yeah. Also, we uh, we haven't discussed anything True Detective 2. I'm sure we'll do that later in time. But it was announced that they hired a bunch of uh, professional adult actors and actresses for an orgy scene. And uh, it just makes me think that, I mean, would they hire them for the sake that there has to be, like, a penetration scene? Because, you know, you could probably get any, like, actor and actress to just lay naked. For a oh, scene. no, man. It's getting harder and harder for that, I've heard. Because, like... I mean, I would do it for free. Though. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of like with uh, the, the, <laughs> the Khaleesi person on Game of Thrones. How she finally was like, I'm not doing no more nude scenes. Like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a lot of actors these days don't really want to do those scenes because it, 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 it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? For, I mean, career-wise. Career-wise, it doesn't look good, you know? You're never going to be a Julia Roberts if you're doing a bunch of nude scenes, you know what I mean? But the thing is, uh, with these porn stars, it's probably easy. It's yeah. probably like the... Even if there's not, like, penetration in the movie, like with the fucking Nymphomaniac or some shit, uh, it's probably the, actually the way to go to do it, you know what I mean? It probably doesn't oh, cost a ton yeah, of money. maybe cheaper. Well, you know, I mean, and it's that, probably that, way that's, cheaper yeah, that's than what, getting the actress that, actually yeah, starring that, in it to do it. That was that was what we were or discussing actor. earlier. Was you know, it's like if you're going to have to have a whole bunch of people, you can choose to use A list or B list actors, 
and pay them extra to do that because they're, I mean they're taking a risk on their career, like you were saying, or people whose career is to be naked, you know, and, and having sex on camera. And in the and if they're getting hired to do a nude scene in a movie where they're not even actually having to have sex, I'm assuming that they're not even getting paid much as they do for yeah. their normal shoots in por- doing pornography. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I it's probably the cheap way to go. I'm drawing a blank on the character's name, but they, 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 they've they already done this once in, uh, not not necessarily in Orgy, but using an adult actress uh, in Game of Thrones. Uh, what was the girl's name that was uh, involved with uh, Tyrion? Oh, Shay. Yeah, Shay. Shay. She's a French porn star. Like, Period. Like I, that's, that's I thought she, she looked very familiar when I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did too. I mean, I'm going to go straight out and say it's like it It was weeks before I figured it out. I knew you guys were surfing those French porno sites again. Don't knock it till you try it, dude. I probably won't try <laughs> I want to ask you something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's somebody, one of our friends is doing research for uh, uh, some kind of project, and she's been asking for weeks, like, favorite movies, like, you know, classic. Yeah. And then she did a, something where it was like the Desert Island movie that you could watch. <laughs> and you my, my you answer, said a porno I once watched. I want to know what this is. Oh, Star no, no, Wars. No, no, no. <laughs> Jesus, pick one. It's Star Wars. <laughs> okay. So, is it Star Wars? No. Just that. So it was, no, it was, uh, that was, uh, I mean, it was a joke. Was it one that involved a deaf girl? It might. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was just right. wondering. We're not going to get into if that there was a specific right one. No, I mean I was joking when I said that because I mean Jesus, if you're on a desert island by yourself, yeah. I pick Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pick. It's like I, you know, I, I really was joking. Though. It's like I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put I'm not going to put that much thought into that. Because I was about to know? go back and make you know Jimmy Jimmy probably had the best desert island answer there because I wasn't thinking about <laughs> that, but. You gotta do something to pass the time, dude. Yep. <laughs> you just have the movie on the island, though. Well, apparently, how you are you gonna watch it? Apparently, you have electricity in the TV too. So, how bad could this fucking island be? Yeah, I might prefer to go live on an island that has electricity by myself. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of social situations in society. Um, what else we got? That's it. That's, okay, now for the main topic of the show. That is the main topic of the show. Where now you gonna, know. I'm going to bitch a lot. Now you all know that this is something everybody has been talking about, and I'm sure that you have an opinion about it, and I'm sure that it's, you know, obviously one way or the other. Uh, but we're the Batgirl number 41 variant cover that was a, an homage to the killing joke. Yeah. Let's talk about that I'm, I've got a lot to say about that. I, it pisses me off. Like the book, I don't think the book should have been canceled. I don't either. I want to ask the first question because I okay. actually, and this may be you. You know, like you may think of that I'm an idiot. I actually, I heard it was canceled, but I don't. Why? I, I actually don't know okay. why they canceled it. Was we're, let's were talk about saying, why it was canceled. Were they saying the cover was just too much? No. All right. There's there's a whole lot of layers to this shit. Uh, apparently, there were some people who saw the cover, and I don't know, I, I assume that the cover, and I'm going to post a picture of it on our Facebook later. I'm going to uh, make it the cover of the show, okay. so you got to say it um, right there. They, they found the cover to be offensive. I'm not really entirely certain why. I don't get why. I can tell you why. They're offended by it because they think that it is sending out the wrong message 
that it's a violence against women kind of thing. That it makes her look like a helpless victim, right. and so on. That's why they're offended by well, it. Well, I mean, it's pain. It's you know the. Uh, but because of reading the Killing Joke, Rafa, yeah, Raphael Albuquerque specifically was paying homage to the Killing. And joke. also, did you know that that's not the original version of the cover that he sent into DC? DC sent his original cover back and said they wanted something darker. Okay, I did not know. Yeah, that. Which was the original cover? I wonder. That has a, <laughs> it didn't have a gun in it. I know that. Uh, but anyway, anyway, you know, I mean, uh, uh, the reason here's the deal with the covers to begin with. It's it's going to be for background number forty one, which is coming out after convergence. So we're looking at June, July, somewhere around in there. I don't know exactly what month it's supposed to come out. They're supposed to come out, but that particular month is the seventy fifth anniversary of the first appearance of the Joker. So all of their variant covers for that month are Joker covers. Yeah. So Raphael Albuquerque was given the job of doing the variant cover for Batgirl. This is what he turned out. Of course he's going to do. Of course you would want to do an homage yes, to the killing joke. Doing, if you're doing the cover for Batgirl, you're going to do something that tied. I mean, the, that in, in, inextricably tied the two characters together for all time. Right? So here's the reason they canceled the cover. There was a movement. People started, you know, hashtags like, you know, cancel this book, whatever, because they found the book. They, because of what Steve said, you know, they, they, they thought that it was pro-violence against women, which is not accurate at all. It's entirely homage to the to the killing yeah. joke. And there was you nothing know? sexy about the cover. Yes, it's not that, like it made you be like, oh, yeah, that's hot. Oh, yeah. Or anything like that. All. It made you uncomfortable, sure. Yeah. But that was the point of it, you know? Absolutely. And it's and just I like think, in I real life, that. when a woman is, is raped or assaulted abused, or abused assault, in yes. any way or anything... It's not okay just to sugarcoat that and be like, let's just brush that under the rug. That never happened. Yeah, no. Like, that's not cool. You don't, you don't silence the victim. And you don't, There's a you difference don't between like portraying something in a way to send a message to make people think about and create a dialogue about it and then just putting something out that's total trash that's like, oh, this makes rape look cool. Like the fucking rape scene in the remake of Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, like that. That's fuck, yeah, no, I hate it. That's but that's a different topic. But anyway, um, I wanted our my, our friend and my old colleague Veronica Limeberry to come on the show today to talk about the Batgirl cover. But uh, Veronica has a Bachelor of Arts in Women's Studies and a Master of Liberal Arts in Gender Studies, and has been a professional advocate for women's rights for more than a decade. But I did have her send a statement for us to read over the show, just because. She stands on the ground to comment on something like this better than probably most people yeah. I know. Well, and for, it gives us an outside viewpoint, too. That yeah. is true. Now, here's what Veronica had to say. The Killing Joke is a well-known storyline in the history of the Batman and Batgirl comics. While violence against women is abhorrent in all forms, stories such as The Killing Joke allow popular culture to take terrifying and gruesome experiences that happen in the real lives of everyday women and make them valid. A story of trauma that ends in recovery and strength sends a message to victims of abuse that life doesn't end with your victimization. That, despite significant trauma, it is possible to regain your personhood that it is possible to overcome. Does this variant cover depict violence? Yes. But does it make this violence sexy or cool? Absolutely not. It is clear that the Joker is a villain. 
The cover intends to make us uncomfortable. It intends to make us angry. It forces our gaze into violence and makes us question our role in relationship to violence and victimization. The fear in Batgirl's eyes is directed at the audience. We are asked to participate in the scenario as voyeurs, as the live members of society enacting popular culture. We are asked to seriously consider our role in the violence around us. And what has our response been? Hateful, violent censorship. Instead of stepping up to the task of personal and social reflection, our society has instead angrily chosen to continue making violence against women invisible. Taboo, even. We refuse to talk about it, acknowledge it, and most importantly, we refuse to work to end it. Instead, we demand that art pander to our social inability to be uncomfortable. We ask that art render victims of violence voiceless. We ask that art never upset us or make us angry enough to act. We instead pursue the easy, convenient method of blaming the art and putting blinders on an opportunity for critical engagement with issues of violence and victimization of women. If anything, this calls for censorship. these calls for censorship send a clear message to actual female victims of violence, and that message is that we don't care about your story. We don't want to see it or hear it. This, to me, is far more offensive than a variant cover that seeks to engage our uncomfortability in ways that permit us to validate victims' experience and their ability to overcome. And that's, yeah. that's well said. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the violence that she's talking about, in, you know, the, 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 violence censorship, the, violence, the threats of violence and censorship, DC canceled the book because... Um, Raphael Albuquerque and his family were receiving death threats. He asked them to cancel the book, which I don't blame him. I mean, not cancel the book, just cancel the cover. cancel the cover. And I don't blame him. If no. I do a piece of art and I was getting death threats to myself, I'd probably be like, "Well, fuck them." But when they're threatening my family, I believe that I would be like, yeah. "This isn't even worth it." Yeah, it, over it, a piece of art. It just—I can't even tell. And you the, how the thing that makes me mad is the people. That are getting so upset about these covers because you know this isn't the first controversial cover. No, I guarantee you that they're not. They don't even probably read comics because with this particular cover, when looking at the context of the story, is I just don't understand how they can well, say the things they're saying. They have no grounds to stand on it because they have probably not even read the Killing. Joke. That's what I was about to say. If you know, if you're upset. That you know this pays a, a tribute to the Killing Joke, and you've never read it. There's no way in hell you've ever read this, and you're like, this cover pisses me off because. Well, there's. Go ahead. No, I mean I'm looking at the cover now because I was making sure, but I don't I don't see anything wrong, and I, I never saw anything wrong with. I mean, it. yeah, it's creepy, and it does make you uncomfortable. But that's it's the point. fucking Joker. Absolutely. That's the thing. Yeah, you know? the Joker it's isn't a good guy. I mean, the, he's not... the cover depicts a villainous, a villain doing some villainous shit. Yeah. You know, it's an accurate portrayal of what the fuck was going on with that character, right? Uh, I just I, it, the whole the whole situation just pisses me off because, and and the thing is, is like I've read so many articles about this week the, about this this week because the, you know when I when I saw this crap going down Monday when they're announcing that the cover's been canceled, I was like, this is what I'm going to talk about on the show this week, right? Because it's bullshit. I've read all these articles this week and. The the number of incredibly wrong facts that are flying around regarding this 
is amazing to me and the most common one that I have seen repeated over and over in all these different articles that all these different people have written is that when DC rebooted uh, or gave Batgirl the new book and uh, when they rebooted into the new 52 that the killing joke was no longer a part of her uh, a, a part of her history that is bullshit I pulled out the first issue of this series the cover we're talking about is a variant cover for number 41 I'm looking at the first issue of that series Right. It point blank references the fact that she was paralyzed, the fact that she was the victim of a home invasion. It point blank references all of that and shows the scene from the killing joke on a page where she shot. You want to go? To, let's talk about the rape issue. The rape issue has always been a, a point of conjecture because it never says in the killing joke that she was raped. Right. That was left open to the to, to the opinion. Uh, that was left open to the opinion of the reader. Do you think she was raped? Maybe. Was she? We don't know. Right. They've never said that. So you know, great. What the fuck? I don't. I, I don't even know what to say about this anymore. It just pisses me off to no end. You know, you have uh, Raphael Albuquerque, who, like Steve said, he he had an original cover. They're like, you know, we want you to make something darker. So he makes it, and then it causes all this, like, mentally, you know, he may be too fucking scared to ever try to do something. I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, he's receiving death threats for something that he was not specifically told to make that cover, but, you know, told to make something dark. Right. And, I mean, he could have made something extremely darker than what he did. Well, and see, here's, here's, but, a, here's their, like I said, there's all, all these different fucking layers of this shit going on. It's like, okay, first of all, by doing this, the first article made this piece of art immortal. It will never be gone off the internet. No. It will never be gone off the internet. People have already spoofed it. The, the One of the ones that I saw, the spoof art, pieces of spoof art, is Doomsday. Super, in, doing the Superman. Yeah, doing the same thing to Superman, drawing the, drawing the smiley face on Superman's yeah, face. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we're going to see this for a long time now. Oh, yeah. That's what always happens yeah. when there's a controversy around something. Raphael Albuquerque shows up at a show, and I will guarantee you that the people show up with blank Batgirl covers and be like, draw that cover for me. I'll do it. Yeah. I would. They should have just I'll done do that and then just have another cover. He may refuse. the same print run that's well, like he here. May, he, don't may, he may refuse, but I'm still going to do it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like, let's talk about something a lot of people are afraid to talk about, and we'll bring up the F word here. Uh, <laughs> um... A lot of times, when things like this happen, the people who are standing behind it are uh, are identifying as feminists. But, like, for our listeners, who are maybe aren't too engaged with feminism, I, I identify as a feminist. The person I quoted from that gave us the statement, Veronica Limeberry identifies as a feminist, and she clearly stands on the side of saying the cover shouldn't have been canceled. You heard her reason why. Thought it was well, well put. I I agree with her, and but you know we understand context in writing, and like just like with any other group of people, there are always extremists who go too far. You know, absolutely. So like before you start hating all feminists because they're getting your comic book cover variants canceled or whatever that is. Just keep in mind that that's not everybody. It, it's like that's our version of the Westboro Baptist Church people yes. for Christians. You know what I mean? Like not all Christians are the Westboro Baptist Church. You know what I mean? Like right. there's extremists in everything. You know, not all Muslims are members of the Taliban and 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 whatever. You know, it's that's just 
the media is always going to make take the extremists and be, and be like, this is the face of this movement. That's just how it is, unfortunately. So keep that in mind. And, and don't forget all, our good friend and writer, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Yeah. Is uh, obviously a feminist. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, I don't, just, this, this, it, it baffles me that in the year 2015, a piece of art, a piece of comic book art, adult human beings looked at it and said, I'm going to threaten this man to murder this man. Yeah, and, and like, how is it okay? Is You're it? trying to apparently take a stand against violence towards women by threatening to kill a guy's family. That doesn't even out. I'm sorry. Yes. No. That's not, not cool. There were there were some really smart decisions made here. I think Albuquerque was right to ask that the book be canceled. I'm, I think that DC was right to cancel the cover. However... Were it me, I might have canceled the cover, but I would have released it as a poster. I would have re-released The Killing Joke with that as new cover art. Yeah. Why not? Or put it on the back cover. Put it. The book. I, I mean, it, it's a good piece of art. And that's the thing. The it's a piece of art that has clearly elicited an emotional response all across the damn emotional spectrum for a whole lot of people. And let me tell you this. And that is the. The purpose of art. I never hear people talking about comic books at work, like the customers. You yeah. know what I mean? But this week, I had overheard, and I, I couldn't help it, I stood there and listened to them. So if you happen to listen to our show and you saw me standing awkwardly near your table at Mid-City, it's because I was listening to you talk about this. But I, on three different occasions throughout the week, heard tables of people talking about this Batgirl variant. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy that oh, yeah. people are talking about I mean, this. Uh, over dinner. No, Over dinner, you know, yeah. like, but you know what? Great, I think it's great. I think yeah, I think it's good too. It. It's a good way to create a dialogue because absolutely. I mean, you know, it, I think it's a good thing that a- there's absolutely. been so much talk about absolutely. it. And I, you know, I mean, th- there's anytime you can educate I, some people. Yeah, I, and I, there, there's there's been the the thing is is like if you go back and look at the history of Batgirl, and I have really really brushed up on my Batgirl history this week. Um, yeah, previous to the Killing Joke. The character of Batgirl was useless. I hate to say that, but she was so useless that DC had intended to do away with her, which is why the Killing Joke happened. Purposely, a few months before the Killing Joke was released, they released a Batgirl special in, in which the story in the storyline in which she decided that she was going to retire as Batgirl and just live out her life as a normal human being. So, what happens in the Killing Joke is. The Joker decides that he's going to prove to Batman that even the best, most stalwart of men, if they have a, a bad enough day and a bad enough thing happens, will kill someone. So, unknowing that she is Batgirl, goes to Barbara Gordon's apartment, knocks on the door, shoots her through the door, and paralyzes her. Takes her captive, takes her father, Commissioner Gordon, captive, and just they they make him watch her, her watch her being tortured. They show him pictures of her naked, laying there bleeding, just on and on and on and on. And it, I mean, and, and it's all trying to get Commissioner Gordon to snap to violence, even if it meant him the Joker being killed himself. That's what they were shooting for. They want Commissioner Gordon to kill somebody, right? And Batman stops all this, right? Clearly, he's Batman. Now, at that point. 
as far as DC was concerned, Barbara Gordon was no longer a character. She would be something that would show up in the background, maybe occasionally. But what happened to Barbara Gordon after that? What happens to Barbara Gordon after that? Is what there were really the most important yes, thing of all. There were several writers that read Alan Moore's story, and it's a great story. This is one of the great Batman stories. It's one of the seminal moments in comic book history. The Killing Joke. What they what they do is say, why don't we do something fantastic with this character and not just throw her into the background? Which is awesome Par- that they actually went in that direction. Yeah, paraplegic, wheelchair bound, <clears throat> Barbara Gordon. And it took. And what does Barbara Gordon do after all these terrible things? After she is is a victim of the terrible abuse. Yes, though, I mean, what does she do? Case scenario: She sets herself up as kind of a a dispatch service for other superheroes. She listens to CBs, looks at the internet, you know, police, police scanners, and contacts heroes like, "You need to go here. This is going down." Does that? She ran the Suicide Squad for a while. Right. While while Amanda Waller was somewhere else as the Oracle, right. as you all, yeah, she, uh, the, she, her code name was Oracle, and even started a group of superhero uh, superheroes called the Birds of Prey. She managed the she managed, and it was uh, the uh, it was her the Huntress, Black Canary from from Green Arrow Arrow. Uh, there were even Catwoman was involved in it. I, I think Poison Ivy for a little while, and it was a long running book. And here's here's a, here's a thing that I've not heard mentioned in any of these articles. In one of the issues of Birds of Prey, number 124, if you would like to track it down and read it, there is an encounter between paraplegic wheelchair-bound Barbara Gordon as Oracle and the Joker. The first encounter between the two of them since the killing joke. Right. And yeah, what does she do? She kicked the shit out of the Joker. In a wheelchair. And he was armed with a gun and a knife. And so this just goes to show how the story of Batgirl is a story about... Survival. Survival, and it's obviously a strong female character who becomes a victim and then rises past that to become a, a hero again. Yes. And does not let that hold her back as a matter of, yeah and that, that, that's always been my opinion of what happened with the characters like you know she uh, she was really just kind of there playing at being a superhero you know looking at her dad's crime scene notes and then going and trying to do this Nancy Drew shit and, and pretend like you know not pretend not pretend by no means was was she pretending right but then the bad shit happened to her the character at that point became a character with chops yeah. She's a, she's as good a character as any other character out there. Batman, and Superman. She became a positive character for people who have actually been through something like yes. that to identify with. Yes, and so many people, so many conversations. And so when you take a cover that. like the Batman Forty One variant and be like, "We need to sweep this under the rug," it's like trying to pretend like it never happened. And how does that make the people who identify with that character? How does that make them feel? Right. Right, it's 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 the societal silence. It is, you know, you something bad happened to you, but don't talk about it. What the fuck? No. Right. It's just like it's you know bullshit. It's like it's it's just like and it's like the bullshit. When I was a student at ETSU, I was involved with like uh, the feminist groups there and stuff. I was a women's studies major for a long while, but we had a campaign there where we were trying to get the the rules about rape. 
in the in the ETSU handbook or whatever you fucking call it. We were trying to get it changed because even in that book, the way how it was worded basically said if something happens to you, just don't make a big deal about it. Like on our fucking that's, campus, that's, that's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's wrong. And so it's like the, our society just wants to sweep bad shit that happens under the rug and silence all these survivors of these terrible events that have happened to yeah, them. And, and you know, I mean, so it's like this isn't just an issue about a comic book cover because you have real women in real life every day who these terrible things are happening to and then the authoritarians or whoever's in charge is like, we're just going to put a lid on this. Yeah, let's sweep that under. Let's not make a big deal yeah, about let's, that. Let's hush it up. And that's it just makes fucked it, up. It makes, it really makes and that is the whole bad. point of why this comic book cover being canceled is a big deal to me. It's because the, it's symbolic to me that we live in a society that doesn't address these issues and just tries to sweep them under the rug. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's sad. Absolutely. And I, I think I think that, that to do that is the epitome of idiocy and cowardice, too. You cannot, you cannot just say bad shit doesn't happen and you can't threaten people so that you get your way I don't even care about the. I don't even care about change the cover cancel the cover that that whole movement those people didn't know what the hell they were taught they were they were getting into had they done five minutes of research or god forbid gone out and picked up a copy of the of the killing joke which has been reprinted about 25 damn times I mean it's pretty much stayed in print since it came out in 1987 <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and it's it, uh, ironically, even though this is anything to do with the exact same kind of issue. Ironically, not too long before there was a uh, a Batman ver- a cover where it actually shows the Joker beating the shit out of an a miner in the face with a crowbar, and there's blood everywhere. Oh yeah, and that's that's making reference to the original Death in the Family. Right, but nobody cared about that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, well, the Joker's just beating a, beating a child to death with a crowbar. Yeah, nobody now, cared about that, that one. What that's making reference to was the original Death in the Family when the Joker kills, kills the second Robin, Jason Todd. He beats him mercilessly with a crowbar, breaks his arms, breaks his legs, and then blows him up with a bomb. Nobody but I, but I like how that. everybody could understand that that was because obviously, just like with the other story, the Joker's a fucked up villain. Of course, he would beat a yes. child with a crowbar. I mean, He's way, that fucked up. Honestly, I'll, I'll just come straight out and say: Is like, it glorifying it? Is it making it something? You know, it's not sexy. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll come straight out and say: For those of you who were involved in this idiocy, you've already failed because the cover, the, the there was a cover. Uh, besides the one that Steve's talking about, on Batman number 38, which came out in January, there was a 1 in 25 variant that was uh, the artist's name was Joe, uh, was Adam Kubert. He's a second generation comic book artist and would certainly, under under threat of uh, under duress and threat of death, would have told everyone to fuck off because he's a second generation comic book artist, did a Killing Joke variant cover. What was his cover like? It's a fisheye cover. It's uh, it's Barbara, It's for it would have been from Barbara Gordon's point of view, looking through the through the through the peephole on her apartment door. It's the Joker wearing the wide brimmed hat, the Hawaiian shirt, and the shorts, and he's got the damn gun up against the door, just grinning his ass off. And no one said a fucking word. No one complained. No one said anything. The book's in print. It's on the stands. I picked up a copy of it on eBay the other day, and I think that's because. They obviously, for one thing, the people who got pissed about this Batman 41 variant don't 
didn't read the Killing Joke. They don't read the comics. If you didn't read the Killing Joke, you don't read the comics. Even with that cover, you're not going to understand at all what yeah. they're, what they're talking about. But with this particular cover, since it actually showed Batgirl, and with the Joker, it's got her, and there's a tear rolling down her face. That they felt like that gave them a ground to stand on to make a big fuss, basically. But the fact of the matter is, they didn't read the book. They have no. Con- they don't have any context to where their arguments right. coming from. Absolutely not. Now, this would be totally different. Had they suddenly released a, a, a uh, variant cover and it was a character that didn't make sense, like like Wonder Woman or something, and the Joker's got her like that, maybe that w- could you maybe you could say that was offensive because there is no context and it's just for no reason making oh, Wonder Woman into this survivor or victim or of something terrible happening to her with the Joker when that didn't even happen. Right. I, That's really- different. I'm glad that you brought her up because I've seen the I've, I've seen the Wonder Woman the uh, it's either Wonder Woman comics or Sensational comics whatever they're going to call it I, on on the other side of Convergence I've seen the Joker cover for that month and it's the Joker forcing Wonder Woman to dance with him and he's got a goddamn bomb behind her back <laughs> damn that's the Joker nobody said a fucking word about that because it's Wonder Woman Wonder Woman's going to clearly kick his ass in a minute yeah we'll see. When it gets closer, if yeah. people make a big deal about that one, right. I would not be surprised. But, but, but the fact of the matter is, it's a variant cover. That these variant covers don't have a damn thing to do with what's going on in the story. At least, probably the, the vast majority of them. And also, unless you're a big time comic collector, these variant covers that come out that everybody gets so pissed about, there's a good chance you're you're never going to even see them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're the the. When I say it's a one in twenty five variant, that means. Your comic shop has to order at least 25 copies of that particular issue to get one copy of that cover. And it will and it would and these variants they go off the shelves immediately. They they disappear. The shop owners put them on eBay, they auction them off in the store or they may give them to a favored customer. It's a piece of art. Yeah, it's a collectible piece of art. That's all it is. So you know, I mean, there's plenty of art hanging up in museums that people could be getting really pissed about. Well, and, and you know, I mean, like like, like we were saying, like the, the about the people not reading the comics. Like we both know that there is so much worse shit in the comics right now than anything that happened in the, in yeah. the Killing Joke. Oh yeah, like there are comics that borderline. I mean, they're just horrible. Like the shit that goes on in the Crossed. Any issue of Crossed. Pick up any issue. I mean, of there's Crossed, even stuff in like you, The Walking Dead. That, yes. I mean, even you know. With the governor's tines of what he does to Michonne and stuff. Yeah. You know? I mean, that is way worse than anything in The Killing Joke. Oh, yeah. And, like, to go all out and be totally extreme and just and use rape as an example, that people need to understand there is a difference between writing a story that has rape in it and because it's something that's happening, you know, and, and addressing those issues and writing a story where they're glorifying rape and making it seem... Hot and sexual right. and cool. There is a t- complete difference. And to just has completely to eradicate the issue out of all media. That's not the answer. That's not the solution. That is sweeping a problem under the rug and pretending like it doesn't happen. Although, and I want, I, I do want to take this opportunity to say, uh, my hats off to Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah. Because no. I think it was a you fantastic got, cover. It was a, it was a fantastic. It, it was cover, a cover that like I said you've elicited so many emotive re- responses from people about it. Like people are people people hate it, people love it. That is what artists are supposed to do. I don't get too crazy with variant covers. I mean, it, you know, if it's a book that I'm reading and there's like a variant cover, then I'll get it. I was actually after this cover. I've never bought a Batgirl comic. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think I've ever bought one. 
I was solely after this cup. Yeah, I picked up. So the I mean, hats off to I was going to go after that one because I thought that, uh, because yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge I, fan of the cat joke. And I was telling Steve before the show started that you know this is my favorite Batman story. I mean, I haven't read every Batman story, obviously, but well, yeah, the killing joke by far my favorite. So I was completely after this cup. Yeah. And the thing that I think is sad about it is this is really a lose for the true. Not even us. The yeah. true Batgirl fans. Yeah. People who are truly fans of Barbara Gordon. It, it sucks for them. Of course, you know, there's probably some of them out there that don't even understand what the fuck's going on either. Oh, They're yeah. like, oh, screw that cover. Or, or, I mean, or just true fans of The Killing Joke in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I do. But I, I feel like that it's it's worse for the Barbara Gordon fans, for those of fans of her that actually like that character because they identify with her yeah. and her story. Because maybe they've had something similar happen to them in their life. Oh, yeah. It's I just slap in the face to people like that, to, you know, to, to people who have survived sexual assault. Absolutely. And, and you know, I mean, for, for people that are, are pissed from the comic book side of it, I went into uh, argument mode. Uh, you know, I pretty much spent this entire week on Facebook and, and discussion groups, you know, where people are talking about this crap. You know, everybody can start a hashtag, so I started one long live the killing joke. <laughs> now, yeah. you guys do realize that because of the show that we've done here, we're probably going to get some people who disagree with us. I don't, I care. don't care. I mean, that's fine. I, if they want to sit down and discuss it with me, they're we'll going to. We'll bring them on the air to discuss. Hell yeah. Yeah, if you want to come in and argue, let's <laughs> If you can make me believe that this is a bad thing, that it's that it's a bad thing, and that 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 it, that it is somehow positive that this this cover has been canceled, I welcome your attempt because I don't think you can do it. Do you think there's any hope that DC will not cancel? I mean, I know it's been canceled. No, we're we will not see yeah, it. It's not going to happen. I know. It's not if it if it shows up ever again, it'll be as like splash art in the back of a reprint. Now the one argument I, that you yeah. could make, the one argument that you could make, is it is possible that survivors of sexual assault could see this cover and it could make them feel upset because of what happened to them. It could bring them back to that, but you know, it is. I mean, the, there's so many there's so many tiny little triggers that could do that though. Yeah, it could. It, I don't know if that's enough to go against everything we've already discussed of why they shouldn't cancel. I mean, you basically have, I mean, take away Batgirl. You pretty much have a woman that is crying, and you got a guy holding her hostage with with a gun. I mean, you know, his arms around her, right? Well, there's the there's the 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 face paint too. I mean, he's the that, that's that's a that's a Heath Ledger reference, you know. Let's yeah, I mean, let's put a smile on that face. I'm just saying, think of he's painted a Joker mouth on her. Think of how many movies and that's fucked up. Anything else that's been made where you have a woman being hostage, crying, and a guy's got a gun to her, and nobody is boycotting right. movies, well, nobody's te- boycotting television, television, album covers. <laughs> I mean, this is something. I mean, you know, it's like why? Yes, why? Why did this specific yeah. thing? Uh, why did this th- specific thing bring up a response? And th- you know, the the only statement I ever said, uh, saw anyone make about that in all the discussions that I've had this week is like, well, it really kind of goes against the way they're portraying the character of Back- Barbara Gordon Batgirl right now. Yeah. They're you know they're trying to they're trying to they're marketing that book to teenage girls. Teenage girls. It's like, well, you know, granted, I could see that. But that cover is not for those people. Right. And I'm sorry, but most teenage girls, or not just girls, most most teenagers 
Probably aren't getting their hands on a co- uh, on a on much variance, honestly. No, because uh, when they're, they're in class at school, all, yeah, all the collectors are buying them in the stores yes. before they even get out of class. <laughs> you know, most that, likely. That's the thing is, like, you know, they're they're. This is something that you're only going to find in a comic book shop. You're never you're not going to walk into fucking Barnes and Noble and see one there because that's not how that works. Right. <laughs> It's just, I, I don't know, this, the, the whole situation is fucked The up. people who are so angry about it, you know, we're, we're kind of running out of time. And this, before I do our my closing monologue, is there anything else you guys want to say? I, you know, is there anything else that you can think of? I mean, this is obviously a variant, but is there anything else that is like... I mean, I think we all agree this shouldn't be canceled. Is there anything else in your mind that is like, this? that, that there's something in the past that shouldn't have been canceled that... That was canceled. Nah, not right off the top of my head. Even Marvel didn't cancel the Milo Manera Spider Woman cover that was such a huge. I mean, what about Swamp Thing eighty eight? You know, like the the <laughs> that unpublished Swamp Thing that I personally don't think there was anything wrong with. Well, but, and you know that's been like twenty some years now, and it has never seen the light of day. At the time, so, I can understand why. It, Christians might have thought it was offensive. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, I, don't know. I well, guess. I mean, I mean, if you look at the timeline that that was coming out, that that book probably would have come out, been sold out, and gone for a long time. Before yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of. Thing. But I mean, Steve, Steve does make a point with the Spider Woman. I mean, that thing didn't. It wasn't canceled. It just made that fucking comic skyrocket in price. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, I, you know, I guess I don't see why they should have canceled it. I mean, it, it was a variant. Yeah. You know, they could have just made it an extremely numbered variant, right? Where your comic shop's not going to see this. I don't know. I mean, I, and I do. I actually want. Uh, I want to. I want to challenge our readers to do or our listeners to do something. If you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, go to your local comic book store or your local Barnes and Noble bookseller, Books a Million. Wherever you buy books, go on the internet, buy a copy of The Killing Joke, and read it. Yes, please do. Because that is what this is about. Before you have an opinion about this variant cover, do yourself a favor, do the homework, read The Killing Joke. And then, and then have an opinion. You know, then read the history about, you know, read up on the history of Barbara Gordon after The Killing Joke. Would you listen to somebody who had an opinion about... Politics, if they've been living under a rock, yeah, life. exactly. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I wouldn't listen to my, my my mechanic's opinion of what I should do about my heart health because he's not a fucking doctor, right? That's good. Yeah, it's the same point. It is. So read that, and you know, be but be aware. The Killing Joke is pretty dark. It is. It's a lot more. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty dark. But keep in mind, it was. Released in 1987, so you ain't going to see nothing that you won't see on your TV tonight if you watch national right. television. And then, you know, so. to take it a step further with this whole thing, what Jimmy said, read The Killing Joke, at least brush up on what happened after The Killing Joke with the character Barbara Gordon. Absolutely. Check it out. We'll get into it. Read what you're talking about. Don't make a big deal about this if you don't have any ground to stand on. And for the love of God... Do not try to do something where you're going to keep people that that know something from getting what they want. Because I'm a little bit pissed off that that there was the there was the whole movement to get the to get the cover canceled. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm stammering. I'm pissed. No, that's okay. Uh, 
Like, don't if you don't like it, don't buy it. Don't get it canceled so that no one can have it. That's bullshit. You're suppressing. You're suppressing everyone. If 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 you feel that that bad about it, suppress yourself. <laughs> I'm done bitching now. All right. Well, that pretty much is all we got time for today, everyone. Uh, you heard what the show's about. You know what we said to do. Um, tell us what your opinion is in the comments on when we post the episode. Uh, thank you, everybody, and <laughs> a good night.
to the club I'm guessing it's a club where everyone dies If they try to dance to the music that doesn't play Cause we don't got no electricity What we got is bones, bones, bones Bones, 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 bones If you try to step to me, hit you in the femur With another femur that is laying on the ground Yeah Wordsmith Rhymes Hama lama, sima lama, hama lama Someone had to cut my baby sister out my mama Thank you 